Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from September the 5th, 1992. We have moved to a new month. If you're listening to this on YouTube, hit like and subscribe to the channel. It makes Hard Body Hopper very happy when you do that. And post a comment about what you like or don't like about this week's episode. Also, shout out to Scott, Buddy B, Jonathan H., all for becoming patrons within the last few weeks. And you too can be a patron by going to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. It is the only way you can access our most recent Clash of the Champions covering Clash 20, a celebration of 20 years on TBS. It was a great show with Doc Harper and I. We had a lot of fun. And then, uh, Doc, before I throw it to you, just one last thing. Shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Children, Joe Ice, and good old Justin for their generous support on Patreon each and every month and basically being the sponsors of this show. Doc, we're waiting on Harper. He's supposed to be here. How are you? I'm doing great as always. Well, and uh, Harper, Harper's on, by the way, so why don't when you dial him in, uh, we're going to have a couple of uh, Ask a Wrestler questions here in a minute that I'm going to ask uh, the superstar and the menace about wrestling. And, uh, yeah, lives have been busy a little bit lately. Everybody's shoot life is busy. We're just happy to be able to stop for a second and spend this quality time, uh, with all of each and every one of you is Harper now on the line. He's coming. There he is. He's on. Okay. Is Harper now on the line? I I am. Hey, hard buddy. How you doing tonight? Fine. How y'all doing? We're doing tremendous over here. Um, Mike said it's been another hard week um, at doing something. I don't know. I quit listening. What's wrong, Michael? Talk to me. I don't know what he's talking about. I just said it's been a very, very long last week and a half. I don't. I don't know what he's. He's acting like I, I had the violin out or some shit. I don't oh, know what he's talking about. Poor you. Yeah, yeah. That, that that wasn't what I was saying. But you know, you can't help it when uh, Mister Snowflake over there uh, hears what he wants to hear. Well, so. So we're in we're close to real time to the Super Bowls. Does anybody want to make a prediction that we'll play later? Uh I'm picking uh I think it's gonna be Kansas City and uh and in a forty niners going. Okay. That's good. I like that. That that way to go out on a limb. Yeah. Uh, um All right, well. You think it's gonna be Kansas City winning it? 
I think it's going to be whatever the script says. That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be real honest. I don't know a Taylor Swift song. Yes, you do. No, I really don't. I don't. I really don't. But my my daughter listens and likes it. Um, She's a Swifty. I guess. I'm not upset when she's on the TV screen. I, it doesn't bother me. I, I don't care. Um, I that's that's all I'm gonna say is like I'm not a fan. I don't care. There's lots of shit on my TV during a football game that I don't really care about, and I just kind of wait for what I do care about. Um, and I'm gonna watch uh, watch two teams get it on. That uh, whatever. It ain't my team. Fuck it. <laughs> your your team bowed out a couple of weeks ago. In My team never had a fashion. chance. Let's be let's be clear. Oh, poor you. Poor you. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because Mike, you've been speculating that maybe this year broke me, and I'm sure it didn't. It's kind of like childbirth. You know, there, there's hormones that women secrete that allow them to forget the pain of childbirth, so they'll want to do it again. You know, evolution and shit. Is that true? Yeah, it is. Wow. That's like some X-Men shit. Yeah, that's why you got to watch out for these <laughs> ladies, dude. Wow. <laughs> they secrete so, some X-Men shit. That's what yeah. makes them want to yeah, have like, more Yeah. It's like nature pulls out that fucking wand from uh, Men in Black. You will forget this shit hurts. <laughs> it, that's 100%. That is, that is uh, this, this minute's. This week's uh, female moment with hard body hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, fuck, remember when your fucking vagina got ripped apart? Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Well, All right, okay. here's the thing. Mike, I can't tell you why, but if the Cowboys, by the time this show has come out, have selected Riverboat Ron as the defensive coordinator, I might be at a breaking point. Okay. I'd- Who's that? Ron Rivera. Oh. The oh, former Washington coach who's been fired now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Huh? Yeah, I, 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 every time he – he told me this a week ago maybe, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm not trying to downplay your misery right here and pain, but for you to say that might be your breaking point, I'm like, one, they could go in a whole lot worse direction because I actually think he's good at that type of job. Uh, he hasn't been a great head coach at all, but I think he's a good coordinator. And two, for you to sit there and say, I might be at my breaking point. If if what happened a couple of weeks ago didn't already put you at your breaking point, there's no breaking point. So okay. Yeah, that, that's fucking crazy, dude. That may be true. I don't, okay. Yeah. So can I mm-hmm. ask you guys, you, you gentlemen wrestlers, a couple of wrestling questions, and maybe uh, the people out there would like to hear what y'all think from a uh, wrestler's perspective on a couple of topics. Sure. Okay. CM Punk is hurt. What would you do with him next? Aubrey, you want to go first? I would uh, have him do commentary, maybe uh, be be in someone's corner. I would still have him come out because he still draws. Because all you got to do is pop up on a TV, CM Punk is next. Okay. He's like he's like Hogan. He just come out and fart, and then and the ratings go up. So, I mean, I would still have them involved in something. Now, if you can't wrestle, then, I mean, you could find something else for him to do. He could do commentary or he could, 
he could be in someone's corner. Okay, that that seems like a logical uh, bit. I Mike. mean, that's definitely what to, uh, what they should do instead of just sending him home and and fuck, dude. Because you gotta make money. Because I, I mean, they fucking wrote a big ass check to him. No, oh, that's true. Now, Mike, what do you think they should do with Phil? I don't think he needs to be in anybody's corner, like because his injury with his injury. I mean, I wouldn't even risk putting him out there in that capacity. But I no, definitely but not- think. Uh, not wrestling, just being like a like a an elaborate manager. I probably wouldn't go there. Um, but that's just me. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong or anything. I'm just, I think, I think he needs to sporadically maybe do some commentary, but um, just enough where you kind of get something out of him with his while he's injured, because there are things I think he could do on commentary, especially related to. I mean, well, McIntyre is the one who "quote unquote" hurt him in that match, so you know he can kind of keep some things going with whatever you know, getting back at McIntyre. Plus, you know, he's still kind of involved with Cody since Cody's the one who eliminated him. So, I mean, there are things I think he can say along the way uh, on commentary related to the guys he's been involved with uh, during his time here coming back. So I definitely would use him. I wouldn't overdo it though, because I like I think if you overdo it, then you have a, you know, you're. I don't. Cornette always used to always says that, um, or used to I don't know if he still says it, but he used to always say, you know, how can I miss you if you never go away? I think I think less is more with him on commentary, but but I definitely would would use him a little there. Yeah, okay, I would so definitely that's... do something where maybe have him be a special guest referee for something you, down Harper, the line. He's got an injury. He can fucking go one, two, three, bro. All right. Me and Hopper are on different wave- wavelengths when it comes to a freaking tricep injury. I don't want oh, him anywhere fucking. near. I don't want him in any type of physical activity. I don't want him managing anybody with a tricep injury. I think he if he's going to do anything, he's physical. sitting on his ass. Like Harper's okay. made a career out of not getting physical from him. Yeah, for real, bro. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck's Paul Heyman doing? Just staying there and fucking making a face. Oh, he's got a turkey goblet for a neck, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's fat. <laughs> oh, I feel bad Stop for Paul. I, Paul. I message you all the time and say, dude, I'm worried about Paul Heyman. It's a it's a Friday night at about 7.15 occurrence. I get it. Okay, yeah. so here's the thing on this one. I, and I promise you guys out there listening that Mike has not listened to Corny this week, but Corny said the same thing you said, which is he, you gotta if he's Great. gonna go away and keep the draw, he's gotta go away. So, so he wouldn't put him on. Now I'll have every Tom, Dick, and Harry online who listens to this and never listens to the show regularly. I heard messaging me, yeah, saying, "Aren't you doing? You're just a parrot of Cornet." Yeah. Okay, so let me take this in a different <sighs> direction. I have a different perspective that I want to run by you guys and see what you think here. And I'm this is serious, so I'm not trying to be an, a, a wise ass yet. That'll come in the review portion. I am looking at CM Punk like Tony Romo. And what I mean by that is when Romo's body started going, it, it was a wrap. This is not... Phil, oh, Phil, what do what we know the guy? <laughs> oh, 
come on, Hopper. Why they fucking got a guy doc mocking me right now? What the yeah, fuck, bro? Phil Brooks, remember him? That's Mel Brooks' brother. No. What? So, I ain't high school with him. So, when it starts going, a lot of times it doesn't stop going. But what? But what Tony did was reinvent himself in the industry doing something else. And Tony so Romo, I, not Khan, by the way. True, I Romo. Yeah, you got to say the last name because yeah, it's on. a wrestling podcast. Somebody's going to be like, what? To, I want people to think that I know these people personally. Okay. So then I think he should become a manager. Maybe he could lead Cody. Give Cody advice. I'm sorry. I'm going to help you beat Roman Reigns. And then he aligns with Paul at the end and turns on Cody. Hey, see? I don't know, but I just think that Phil Phil Brooks is a star. CM Punk is a star. But I'm wondering if this is like, what, the third injury, like real quick? What are we what are we hurrying him back to the ring to do? Get hurt again? But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have star written on him. I haven't given up on him yet in terms of the injuries, but Harper mentioned months ago about his injury history of of recent. I mean, and it is true, bro. Your your body I mean, we all feel this. We're we're yeah, we're bro. in our late forties now and I saw and the way it, that Latrell was sleeping in bed last night all crooked up with his neck. I told Mrs. Doc, if I fell asleep like that, I would have woke up in the hospital. So one of the things I was at, I was at uh, my daughter's high school, their, their varsity. I want that to tell you this, Doc, offline. You got to remind me. I was at their high school basketball game, not this past Friday, Friday before last. And I'm watching these kids, and this ties into what the punk's injuries. I'm watching these freaking athletes jesus lord these dudes running up and down this court all night my wife looks up a minute in and goes i'm exhausted just watching them and i'm watching and i'm going damn i remember when i used to be able to do that and dude and- i think of that every time when i <laughs> when i see things like in movies like forgot I, I forgot what i was watching a guy just kind of hopped over a fucking little bitty fence. I was like, if I did that now, I would be in a fucking hospital. Well, so, so I see a couple of kids, you know, take, take a couple of falls and like, you know, diving for the ball. I'm like, Oh my God, my body hurts. So what I'm thinking in that moment is man, like just the thought of seeing a kid take a spill, whether I'm at a high school football game or high school basketball game, like my body winces because I'm like, if I fell like that, I'm pretty sure I'm going to hurt something. I might not tear or break, but something ain't going to be right. And I'm and and CM Punk is not that much younger than me. And I'm not a fat slob who doesn't work out like, you know, I, I don't train to wrestle anymore, but I'm not a fat slob. And Doc ain't a fat slob either. He works out. You know, he does a lot of cardio. And, and I'm like, so I think about. I'm starting to wonder, Harper said this several months back, like he's got to that age where it's like, you know, he's straight edge. He, he, 
you know, has always said he never put anything into his body in terms of, you know, performance enhancers and stuff like that. He hasn't, you know, he no drugs, alcohol, all that stuff. And I'm like, man, is he getting to the point? I'm not, I don't want to write him off yet, but is he getting to the point where it, his body just can't take it anymore? I don't know if that's the case, but it's a question in my mind. And I, but, and, but I'm saying that saying I'm not giving up on him yet coming back to wrestle. But to the point you made, Doc, I definitely would want to see him. I don't know if in a manager role, but I definitely would want to see him in commentary because he can talk. He's always been a great talker. So I think that would be an easy transition for him somewhere down the line. But you could just work around it. Work around the injuries? Yeah. No, I'm saying like, hey, fuck you. I know my knee's fucking 50 years old. Take it easy. You know, but it, 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 I think he's the whole thing is built around being the best in the world. And I don't think he could do that. Well, just have him uh, wrestle. I mean, if there's a difference between having the Undertaker used to do, Austin changed his style because he was about to die. Yeah. His knees were fucking destroyed. He got dropped on his head, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I I wouldn't give up on him in the ring yet, but I, I am starting to like wonder, like, well, couldn't you see him as being like, I mean, what if he was a manager that was fucking over Heyman left and right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to book the territory. I mean, come on. But what I'm saying is, bunch of fucking marks. In, right. <laughs> but I think, I think he's interesting enough in enough different roles that. If I were him, I'd start thinking about some things. Yeah, because he's cause he's fucking money, bro. He's money. He is, but I don't know that he can do it in the ring anymore. Yeah, I, and I, I definitely I agree. There, I hope he can. I hope he can. I do. I do think there. I do think definitely like both of y'all. I think there's he's money. There is a spot for him if and when the time comes that you know he definitely cannot go anymore in the ring and his in-ring career is over. I'm not ready to cross that threshold yet and say that that's the okay. case. Right, yeah. But I, I, but I do. there yet. Right. Okay, okay. That was my question for y'all. Now, here's my next question. I was listening to another podcast because, you know, I like to listen to podcasts. It's fun, yeah, right? We see that. <laughs> I got a lot of time at soccer practices where I'm just like walking around and trying to get these steps in and keep these weight off. And listen to podcasts. So I was listening to another one. I was listening to Schiavone. And uh, he had on, um, what's that guy's name? Ethan Page from AEW. They were doing a watch along. And they were watching a a, um, Nitro. Nitro after Hogan turns. And they were talking about something. And it was like, you know, Ethan Page said something like, man, that's just so simple. And it got me thinking about something that we've been talking about, like the abdominal stretch is just so simple. But where do you how come we don't see that? Right. We talked about that last week, I think. Right. When uh, it was with Steamboat and uh, Austin. Yeah. Yeah. So Tony says. 
I know I try to tell you guys all the time that you don't have to be out there killing yourselves. And Ethan Page said something pretty interesting that I'd like to get you two gentlemen wrestlers take on. He said, you know what I think a lot of it is? He said, I think a lot of it is, is that guys of my generation have, what's that called? Um, Imposter syndrome about being wrestlers because we don't get to wrestle seven days a week, six days a week like those guys did. And we're trying to get everything in to get rid of those feelings of being imposters to the art. What's the question? Do you agree with that, or you think they're just a bunch of spot monkeys? No, I don't agree with that. I, I'm with Hopper. I, I'll give my reason. Hopper, what's your, you, you, I'm in agreement with you, Hopper. But why don't you agree? Why don't you agree with that? Because it's it's just seen as too old. I'm not doing that old shit. I just don't understand why they don't realize right now you don't hurt because you're 20-something years old. But when you're 35, you're going to feel like you're 55. That's what's going to... Because, see, one day they're going to wake up and then, bam, it's going to hit them. And they're going to regret, like, why the fuck did... God damn, now my body's all broke down. That's what's going to happen one day. Their knees, their backs, their shoulders... That shit, feel... that shit happens to all of us. I can't imagine yes. being a wrestler. I can't right. imagine being a wrestler. Doing that crazy, bro. I saw when they threw Darby Allen, like he was a fucking like a a one guy had him by his arms, another guy had him through his legs, and just threw him like fuck you, and his head hit the ropes. You don't what think that shit? Yeah, I mean, what the fuck, uh, Mike? I've look. I've taken. Oh, we joke about being outlaw macho wrestlers and stuff, right? I, I've taken stupid bumps, and every time I see a stupid bump being taken now, I cringe. Just like I cringe when I see this kid diving across the basketball court at a basketball and his head bouncing off the ground. I cringe because I know at now as I'm getting closer and closer to fifty. I'm on 50s doorstep. I feel things in my body that I know are from the dumb shit I did in my early 20s, mid to late 20s and early 30s. Like, I, I know that's what it's from. Um, So when he says they're doing that because it's like they got to get it all in. Well, these these old timers in the territories, they weren't getting it all in. They weren't doing all this, like they were working easy styles, easy matches. Like, did they beat the hell out of each other in Mid South Wrestling? Yes, but they weren't taking stupid, insane bumps seven days a week and twice on Sunday. Yeah. So, like, I hear, and and I don't like or dislike. I don't dislike or like Ethan Page. I I, I don't really have an opinion. I I think he's fine. Like, I, I'm I'm not trying to come down on him when he says that, but that's just his opinion, and I don't know if. If I I just don't believe that I that might be from his opinion, but you got to remember he's just one wrestler. Lord knows whatever what what else these other guys are 
You know, yeah, that's why I they're mean, like that. You don't want to be seen as an imposter wrestler that don't wrestle like an imposter wrestler. Now we're getting closer to my take on I it. I mean, shit, was, that's how you fix that fucking problem. Uh, thank you. My whole thing was maybe if you understood the art of working a crowd instead of working a match. Not even working a match, but doing moves. You would learn that you get over more by telling that story and by working than you do. Man, I'll never forget that time we got kicked out of Oklahoma, Mike. Jerry Lawler had that place in his hands, and he didn't do a damn thing but throw three or four right hands in about 15 minutes being out there, it felt like. That was it. He had to and do you, nothing. And, okay, so, well, he's over. He's the king. James Storms didn't do much more, and he was had them all working, too. Sure did. EC3, I mean, he wasn't out there doing flips and dives. The match he had, he was same thing. I mean, and I didn't yeah. feel cheated by any three of those guys we just mentioned. No, I, I, I just think like that we've said this before too. The wrestling business is not the same. Like what we see on TV now, it is. It's just not in the same league. The stuff we grew up watching when we were very, very young kids. So for so, I don't even like when I watch it. I already know I'm not watching what I grew up on. I've accepted the fact that that is gone. And I do appreciate when I see things that are kind of like or somewhat similar to what I grew up on. But that ship sailed. It ain't coming back. So these youngsters who do all this flipping and stuff, that's fine. Great. You're an acrobat. You're not a professional wrestler. Like you're just something different. You're just somebody doing stunts in front of a live crowd, a choreographed stunt fest. That's it. There's nothing more to it. And you know what? That's not easy to do. And that's why people are paying you to be on their TV show. But it's not wrestling. It's a glorified stunt fest. Yeah, that's but you'd be better off. You'd be better off getting paid to just let somebody shit on your head. Hey, come on. Okay, see? Bro, see, this is why we don't have sponsors. Wow. This is why. <laughs> All right, I got I got one more question while we're here talking about this stuff because this is a short episode of um Saturday. And night, I don't, so. and I agree with both y'all. I think that's a pretty, that's not the right answer. But I don't know. Here's the other thing: I'm not mad at him about it because I don't think he knows the right answer. Yeah, it, this, it, it, it's like I watched that 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 superhuman kid. It's the same thing. Every time I go on, it's like it's a superhuman, and he jumps on that shit. It's like, bro, ten years from now. He's going to be fucked up. Well, somebody needs to save that kid from himself. He, he's a little. Every time I see he, that, it's like, it's obvious something's, you know, whatever. Right. It, it, he's not. Yeah, so right. you know, like, who's the adult? That's what I'm saying. I never even comment about that dude. When I see, when I see videos of it, I'm like, because I don't think we're dealing with a rational human being who understands what's going on. Like, Maybe I'm wrong, but he seems to be on the spectrum, I guess is the best way I want to put it. Like, I'm not trying to insult him. And and what kills me is I'm like, who's the adult here that needs to be saving this kid from himself? Yeah, that's fucking bullshit, bro. Because if he was under age, you could say it's child endangerment. Yeah, I don't know the laws on if you can consider it endangerment if the person is got a medical condition where they 
or autistic or on the spectrum. I don't know. Like, so I don't even know what I'm talking about here other than to say, I think something's up with that dude and who's ever allowing it to continue. They need to stop it. But I do have a question for y'all while we're talking about modern wrestling. It seems tonight. Um, did, did, did both of you see the rumble? I mean, not the rumble. Are both of you aware of what happened on Friday night Smackdown after the rumble? I don't think so. I mean, okay. I know something. The Rock came out, and everyone lost their shit. And all right, okay, you would have had that oh, yeah, senior yeah, segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that that happened. I didn't watch it. Yeah, because okay. I got a fucking life. I'm a grown man, and I was playing Mortal Kombat 11. There we or, go. Or fucking watching the Pelicans. What do y'all there think about the uh, outrage by the internet wrestling community over The Rock seeming to have at this point? Because I contend that it may change still that The Rock at this point is taking Cody's spot in his going for his finishing his story. And it appears it's going to be Roman versus The Rock at WrestleMania. But I don't know if that's going to happen. It may, but I don't know. Is that what's supposed to happen? So the way they did it on SmackDown, and I know people out there listening, it's like, I thought y'all were wrestling fans. <laughs> so the way they did it on SmackDown was Cody essentially came out, said he was going to win that belt from Roman, but it won't be like now at WrestleMania. And then he says, I've been seeking a consult and the rocks music hits and the rock comes out and the rock and Roman essentially have a stare down. I summarize like 10 minutes of TV right there. Right. So everybody has lost their mind. If you're on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, uh, any, any form of social media. And my initial thought was they've built up this whole thing, even in the video game about Cody finishing his story. The commentators keep talking about Cody finishing his story when in the belt that his dad was, you know, never got. So he, all of a sudden on Friday seems to, uh, or at least after raw aired, pivots now to like Seth and I'm going I don't know if I'm buying this shit like it feels like they're doing this to to swerve us and he's still gonna get the shot at the title at Mania I don't know man I'm just here's what I would say can I can I jump in here please thank you um I don't like that they undid seemingly undid the the rumble stipulation so quickly. To me, that is not the greatest thing in the world. Now, that being said, Mike, am I a huge historically? Am I a huge fan of of the WWE and all that they do? You hate it, except for the Austin era. Generally speaking, that's true. I mean, there's been a few moments like you. You liked last year, Cody and Roman. You liked when um, Kofi went for the belt and won it. Like, there's I, been shit, some I watched Raw last night and I popped every time our truth was on the screen. Oh, God, that that's some good stuff right there. But continue. So anyway, here's the one thing I will say that the WWE does consistently well, in my opinion. And that is they take advantage of not having any NFL around. And they do a really good job usually of getting us from the Rumble to Mania. And so while I don't necessarily like let's get away from the stipulation so fast, I'd also agree with you and say 
Let's see how it ends up because they have a track record of getting us to Mania with pretty good results. So that's that's what I would say. Commentary team also is continuously right now saying they don't know what's going to happen. Nothing set in stone. So I'm like, eh. so then some people say, well, is that them reacting to the outrage on social media about, you know, because they were chanting Rocky sucks last night. Um, and so the commentary is like, you know, I don't know. You know, he really hadn't. The decision hasn't been made. Nothing's set in stone. So people are saying, oh, they're saying that because they're pivoting because they realize they messed up. And I'm like, I don't know. I just think they're just kind of messing with us right now, trying to make us seem like, you know, they made a decision and now everybody's overreacting and it's getting the reaction that they want. So I don't know. I, I, I'm not, there are so many, dude, the people, there are so many people who are outraged by this. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm it's like, like, bro, fuck is it? It's, I don't ever think that's show. happened. This is what you're outraged about. What are you outraged about? What are you outraged about, Harper? Me? Nothing. Oh. No. You said all the stuff going on. I figured you had some. No, I'm thinking all the the fucking vents and the the Brock shit and and all that crap going on. Like, okay, like, this is what pisses you off. I think they're pissed off at that, too. I do, too. Rightfully so. I mean, I'm not saying that shit. But I, you know, you know my thing. Whenever I feel like people are outraged, I'm like, man, you know what? Y'all need to be outraged at these food prices. Y'all need to be outraged right. by these taxes because we getting real, dude. like that's the stuff that I get triggered by. I, I <laughs> car insurance. Like I get triggered by those items, not by a wrestling TV show, because right. that doesn't affect my life. Well, it's still going to be Cody versus uh, Roman Reigns, right? They that seem man. okay. We're recording this. Weren't it's you, not going to air for a couple of weeks. They you seem just to have, listening. Yeah, but why would they? Why would Cody give up that that spot to The Rock? Okay, that's what people exactly. are so outraged about. Like they're like, this shouldn't happen. So as of now, it seems it's going to be Cody versus Seth for the secondary title. And Rock oh, versus man. Roman. <laughs> now he's outraged. No, but why would he do that? Well, that's the point. You're that, making the point. Cody Rhodes. You're, you're making the Hopper. That's the point that everybody's outraged by. It makes no sense for Cody all of a sudden to just pivot and say, sure, I'll give The Rock this match and I'll go for Seth's belt. That's what I'm saying. You're the rock money? Bruh, that's... that's the, he this went is... from telling everybody not to get upset to getting no, upset. I'm Mike. just saying why. <laughs> I said you question everything. Why would Cody Rhodes do that? It doesn't make any sense right now. Okay. Mike, Mike is trying to tell you that he thinks that there's some other stuff at foot. Okay. We got to yeah. find out the next issue of, of Spider-Man to see that's, what happens. Like, that's what I think is happening. Like, there's so many weeks before Mania that I really think that something's happening. Look, I'm watching SmackDown on Friday when, when Cody did this. And my son is in the other room. This fool runs to the living room. Man, did, he's 18. He's like, did you see this shit? I'm like, 
settle down, buckaroo. You know, like, not that he's a Bucks fan, but um, settle down, settle down. It's going to be all right. You know, like, but like, that's the reaction everybody's having because to the point you made, Harper, on the surface, it doesn't make sense. Which if they continue with this path, and, and this is actually what they do, it really doesn't make sense. Why would he win right. the Rumble and give it up? So I guess it's to be seen and to be determined at this point. I just think it's interesting how, I mean, everybody just, dude, I can't believe how many people, it, it's like they lost their mind like they, like they did. lost their wallet, man. Come on, get over yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm like, it's all right to like talk about it, but man, there's people. I don't know if this is true. I, I read it today. Um, uh, the Rock's daughter deactivated her her Twitter account. She was receiving death threats about this. Come That's on. That's right. Yeah, they're like, and I'm like, we're, we're gonna kill you because your dad's it, fucking up Cody's story. And if that's true, if there are people sending death threats to The Rock's daughter over this, grow the piss up. I mean, and remember, on. y'all just left a digital trail, so let's let's go ahead and get the uh, law. Yeah, yeah, that's real smart. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's talk. About, let's talk about this wrestling. Hold on one second. Not Let me wrestling. share my screen. That's nice. Not sports yeah. entertainment. I don't want to talk, talk about, about Carl Weathers dying. No, Bruh. Okay. I kind of do. Yeah. Harper, He's we'll crazy. talk. Doc, Doc's on a clock tonight. We'll talk about it when when we're done. Because you and I really got a lot to say about uh, All right. RIP. Uh, but by the way, Weathers. if I don't get to participate in that, Carl Weathers, Carl Weathers was an all-time great. So, uh, yeah, I love him too. So if I don't get to participate in that, let that be known. Well, on to RIP Carl Weathers. Um, there's no easy way to transition. So let's go now. We are talking September 5th, 1992, WCW Saturday Night on TBS. Uh, This week's episode was actually taped August 24th, 1992. Uh, This is the second half of the taping from that day. Now, we're not going to see a ton from the second half of that taping. And the reason being is because there's a ton of replays on this show. So we see an intro. And in the intro, we see footage of Steamboat defeating Austin for the WCW World TV title at The Clash. And you can hear us discuss and review The Clash, which was Clash 20, by going to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Mike, uh, I don't know what was better, The Clash or us. That was a fun episode. I know. We were on it. They were on it. Everybody was on it. It was all around. That was good stuff. That's uh, right. After we see that replay, Jim Ross is going to welcome us into the show, and they are filming this one from the CNN Center in Atlanta. Uh, I assume this. I assume that they're doing it like this because the actual matches from this show again were taped before the clash, and Jim Ross has to basically like do wraparounds and add in a bunch of things that happened at the clash, so he couldn't do that from actually center stage because uh, it happened before. Uh, Teddy uh, Teddy Long is with Jim Ross. He makes a few comments about the clash. And then they throw to the ring for the first match. Teddy is something in this episode. He's going to say something after the first match that I got to chuckle at. But, uh, Doc, before we go to the first match, anything from the opening? We're going to see a lot from the – well, we're not going to see a lot from the Clash because we've already done that. All right, first match, Greg Valentine and Dick Slater um, and Scotty Flamingo versus Johnny B. Bad, Tom Bagwell, and the Z-Man, 
Boy, this is Whoa, a... Tom Tom Bagwell. I'm Tom Bagwell. What am I saying? Um, Marcus Bagwell. Excuse me, Doc. I'm sorry. Uh, I was thinking Zinc. That's why I said Tom. Uh, I know you yeah, always there are. We go. Yeah. Z-Man. Oof. Z-Man, baby. Go, Come on. I'm going to go take a nap while you cover this match. Why do I hate the Z-Man? I don't he's hate doing the a bit. Z-Man. He's, he, he's doing a bit. <laughs> yeah, he's just playing heel. Oh, man. Ian Riccoboni and, and Zoncha get on me about my hatred for Z-Man all the yeah, time. Yeah, come on. He's got a great physique. Yeah. yeah. Looks smaller, doesn't he? Kind of. Who? Who's he? Goddamn Pally. Six dudes in a ring. I think he looks small because he's next to Mero. What, you go to high school with him? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Oh. I mean, cause Mark Mero's a big bastard here, man. His tan isn't as dark. I wonder if he's been tanning lately. I don't know. Anyway, how long does Doc, Valentine have? Le- how long does Valentine have left? Uh, not long. He's he's walking out soon. He got much when I watch this match, Valentine's face looks like I'm hurt, and I work with children. <laughs> he always looks like that, though. Yeah, I know. He never looks of. happy. No, he doesn't. Like Again. Part. He looks like throw mama from the train. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's like I tell you what I like. Constantly wearing a pair of shoes a size too small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll take. I'll accept that. <laughs> um. So Teddy Long is on commentary with Jim Ross for this. Teddy and Jr. discuss the potential of Rick Rude versus Ron Simmons and how Ron would have his work cut out for him. Uh, Teddy says Ron would really need to look out for the rude awakening. Uh, Doc, let me go to you. This is a very short episode. It's only 40 minutes minus the commercials and and uh, promos and uh, local promos and stuff. What do you have from this one as we get into it? Man, I like when Slater gets out there and he starts dancing around like a boxer because he's with what's his face? Johnny B. Bad. I thought that was good. Yeah. Uh, we find out that the top rope rule is going to be rescinded because 88% of the population said, Let's take it back. Yeah, they fucking paid for that. Imagine calling one nine hundred numbers like, "Yeah, let's get rid of the rule." They're like, "Cha-ching, thanks, kid." Well, it could have been eight, nine people that called. I don't know. And we, you never trust wrestling math. Yeah. How'd you get to eighty-eight percent? Only ten people called in. Shut, Shut up. up. <laughs> you're fake, brother. Yeah, you're fired. Yeah, X-nay on the X-nay. <laughs> oh so, boy but but at least we're fixing problems that we created for ourselves not too long ago right yep pretty much yeah that's that's some that's some true corporate management right there let's come in and put in some dumb rules and then take them away and look like geniuses look what problems we solved Bruh, <laughs> this is so true. All that right, well, the finish. Home. That hits a little <laughs> close to home tonight. Oh, my um, God, that hits way too I, close to home. I thought that the finish was a, was kind of slick here. I thought they did a good job getting out of it. Uh, I don't know why we're there. It feels thrown together, but they got out of this nicely. Now, all six guys were in the ring on the floor. Valentine is holding uh, Johnny up. Uh, Flamingo goes to hit Johnny, but Johnny ducks and Fl- Flamingo catches Valentine. Johnny then hits Flamingo with a left hook, and Z-Man is a legal man, so he rolls up Flamingo. And Z-Man, Johnny B. Bad, and Bagwell win. Jim Ross thanks Teddy for 
being on commentary. And Teddy says, thanks for having me in for this one. And Teddy says, peace out to all the homies. As only Teddy Long can do. And that was that. So uh, it was a good opening match. I mean, it was short. wasn't long. Again, 40 minutes is the episode. So then we come out of that. Jim Ross throws to a replay of the promo from Cactus Jack after his match with Ron Simmons at the Clash in which Cactus introduced Butch Reed as the Barbarian's new tag team partner. And then those two went on to battle Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes. Again, you can hear us review it all on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. And there's that. From there, we go to the Barbarian versus Kip. Do you say his name a B or Abby? Let's see. Barbarian. How would you say it, Doc? Abby. Abby. Well, show his show his name. And then it's I'm, not on it's, there. It's, yeah, it's not on A-B-E-E. there. A B E E. Yeah, A-B. it's A B E E. A B. Kip A B. A B. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Wait. That kid. It just hit me. Whenever Harper, whenever there's a name or something starts with an A, Harper always pronounces the A with the hard A, like like. Like, you know how he doesn't say Arab? He says Arab. He's using the same methodology here when he says A-B. A-B. Did you you realize that, Doc? I guess. It's a window into his soul. And while we're talking, this match is about over because Kip A-B was in trouble. A-B was in trouble from the get-go. Yeah, he was. Uh, It lasts like less than a minute, and Barbarian is going to hit him with that huge big boot. And he's going to we're, get. And the we're win. almost done with the episode here, so let's keep rolling. <laughs> almost halfway through. Uh, here's the big boot. I love Barbarian's big boot. Bam! Yeah, he's got go. a good one. We talked about it last week. From there, Jim Ross throws to footage from the clash of Bill Watts stripping Brad Armstrong of the WCW light heavyweight title due to his injury and unable to defend it. And then we see Brian Pillman come out, and he calls Armstrong scum and slaps him across the face. And once again, we break all that down on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. The light heavyweight title is currently held up. They claim there's going to be a tournament for it. Spoiler alert, that tournament is never going to happen. Doc, any thoughts on that? Did I miss anything from that recap? Sounded good to me. All right. From there, Jim Ross is then going to throw two footage again from the Clash, Clash 20, of the Steiners and Sting and Nikita versus Vader, Super Invader, Rick Rude and Jake Roberts, and the eight-man tag elimination match. This match, there were some fantastic moments in it from this involving the Steiners just showing off how strong they are. We do end up seeing Sting getting pinned at the end. Uh, but to me, this was a really good eight-man elimination. Doc and Harper and I are not really fans of things like this usually, but this was pretty good. And again, you can hear us break it all down, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Doc, any thoughts on that, or did I miss anything I, from it? I talked about it once. That's all you're going to get from me. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I hit the tagline. Fuck it, bitch. We're not going to hit the tagline. So from there... Uh, we go to, I guess this is the main event of this episode. <laughs> Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton with Michael Hayes versus the Steiners. And two things, Doc. I was listening to Arn talk about 
this error and in September 92 and Arn had a, an interesting take on Hayes. He's like, you know, he didn't hate Michael Hayes being with him and Bobby, but wouldn't it have been better if Hayes would have just managed Gordy and Dr. Death? The problem is Gordy and Dr. Death have to go back to Aren't Japan. There. And that's why you haven't yeah. seen them. Like they're not yeah. there every single week, but he did. He did say that. So I don't know. I thought about that and I was like, yeah, I could see that. But you know, Watts is trying to get his money worth out of Hayes. So I guess that's why he stuck him with him. Sure. That makes sense. All right. Um, I'll allow it. Doc, I have something at the 2840 mark. So I want to ask you if you have anything before that in this match. Yeah. Can I get 24? God, what did I write? Oh, got my readers on. Sound it out. <laughs> Thanks. 2455. Okay. I wasn't sure. 2455. Okay. Uh, do we need audio or what are we looking for? No, here? it's just a good little sequence I thought we had here between the gentlemen wrestlers. All right. We're at 2450. The takedown. I like it. Rick Stein is <laughs> doing a twirly. What is he doing? And Arn's like, please no, please no, please no. All right. Yeah. But then he does a, a proper takedown. So he's being yep. a goof, but then he's technically correct. That's what I, I love like about that. Rick Steiner. Yeah. He's a That's goof, but he's he's a good goof. He's our goof. Yes. Yeah. But he's our goof. All right. So around a twenty eight forty mark, this is the this is the main one of the main timestamps I had. Jim Ross says they wanna they wanna th- uh say hello to the fans in Dallas. Yeah, and I on heard this, this. Okay. So let me tell you a little something about this. So WCW, according to the history of WWE.com, was at the Sportatorium that night on September 5th of 1992. So I pulled up the results from that. There were uh, 2,350 people in attendance. Sportatorium could hold about five if you pack them in. And um, listen to this, Doc. During the show... An elderly man, and I've heard this story before. I just didn't realize this was when it happened. During the show, an elderly man accompanied by his personal nurse attempted to shoot Jake Roberts. Oh, no. I've heard that story. I I would have never thought about it until you said it, but yeah. The man had attended shows at the Sportatoriums for 30 years and never had an incident. But he apparently pulled out a gun and attempted to shoot Jake Roberts. I don't know if he fired a shot or not, but that's the report. And then the other thing that happened that night is Bill Watts sent word to the crew that if Jim Crockett showed up to the show, that he'd have to buy a ticket to get in the building. And under no circumstances would he be allowed to be anywhere near the dressing room. Um. So an eventful Dallas night on September 5th of 1992 when this is airing and then that card took place. Uh, the card was pretty good, too. Like, there's some good stuff on here. I mean, Barbarian battled Barry Windham. Uh, we had uh, Z-Man versus Scotty Flamingo. Uh, Rick and Scott Steiner battled Arn and Bobby. Austin um, and Ricky Steamboat. Went at it. It was a non-title match. I mean, Steamboat is the TV champ, but it was non-titled. It wasn't on TV, obviously. Uh, Sting and Nikita battled Jake Roberts and Super Invader. So, and uh, Ron Simmons 
took on WCW US champ Rick Rude. So they had a pretty nice, pretty nice little card that night. So anyway, just wanted to mention that. But I had heard that story a while back, and this was the night it happened. Mm. Um, they asked Arn about this on his show. Arn didn't remember it. Oh uh, damn! Yeah, yeah. Imagine like Jim right. Crockett wanting to go into that damn uh, locker room. Hmm. Yeah. He owed half of him money. That's true. <laughs> well, huh? no, did he? Yeah, you're right. True. I mean, he if he sold, paid, right? Yeah, once he sold it, they had to pay. Uh, the uh, the, the uh, contracts rolled over, and he still got paid, right? Yeah. Well, some of them well, said, "Yeah, I guess so." But Corny said he would they uh, P- pennies on 40, the dollar, 40, right? 40 cents on a dollar. I think they ended up. Yeah. So, so I mean, did you also hear at this point Jr. say that four over four million people watched the Clash? I didn't catch that, but that doesn't surprise me. I mean, back then you could. That wasn't even a people, lot back, back then. then. People like wrestling. Yeah, that doesn't well, sound that big for back then, right? You're right. That's know. not that big back then. But I don't know cable TV still. I mean, that's not. The, the thing you didn't have it was it so yet. much different. I no, didn't have but it yet. I was about I to have it. I did. Um. I was catching a lot more Saturday night during this era than I realized, though. Than I did in the I 80s, in, I can tell you that much. I was in college now. Well, we know what you were doing. We had the twenty nine ninety nine a month college special. And uh, what'd y'all get for that? Fuck, I don't remember. That was 35 Just fucking base. years ago. You mean like, like basic cable? Yeah, yeah. You ought to get like yeah. That, does it come with no? Does it come with the no. ESPN? All right, we're good. Yeah, imagine you had back two... in the day there was one ESPN, and you were damn gl- glad to have it. Copper. I remember when ESPN two became a thing. Yeah, everybody's like, "What we need the... this for?" And I was like, "Holy shit! You mean I get more than one college football game on Saturday night?" Yeah. I know it's crazy, huh? Bro, it, it it was like being a pig in slop, and little did I know that thirty years from then I would have my pick of the litter. It wouldn't even matter anymore. Yeah. Then you had ESPN, ESPN two, ESPN News, ESPN U, ESPN Plus, SEC yeah. Network. Like it doesn't even matter anymore. I get all that on. I get the ACC. I get the CBS. Yeah. Sports Network, which gets like scrap games they got like the you know fresno state versus utah state and shit like that bruh espn plus televises nickel state university games okay that's what i'm saying like you can literally watch anything like i was watching uh, nickel state basketball on there yes this weekend i was like looking at it i'm like who are they playing and i'll go to it i go Oh my God! Y'all, y'all need help. I remember watching. <laughs> it's crazy. Back in the day, UNO used to be on ESPN a couple of times. Oh yeah, yeah, they'd be on a couple times a year. Yeah, and now, they had a good basketball team back then too. Yeah, because that's when they had uh, Tim Floyd was the coach, and they uh, they were ranked a few of those years. That, that that like had a good uh, NBA career, Mike. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, his name was actually Irvin Johnson. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, but he he had a nickname, and I can't remember what it was. But yeah, he went on to the NBA. Yeah. Um, they Imagine. signed. They had one of the great. Oh God, I can't remember his name. He was a hell of a high school basketball player in Louisiana. He went there too. They were like nationally ranked for a few years That's in the nineties. They had a good team. I think they went to the NCAA fucking tournament, bro. They uh, did a few times in that era. Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. It's nuts. And now they can't. Shit. Yeah. The like building used to be packed, dude. They like, would pack uh, out. Okay. Recently, Dynamite was in. Um, the reason I know this because the champ posted pictures from there. That's a whole another story. Um, Dynamite was at the UNO Lakefront Arena. They used to pl- they played in that building, and that building was packed for games frequently. Packed, and that building holds like eight thousand people. Anyway, yeah, it's a great. So building. this match was kind of a squash match until they finally hurt Scott. This went on for a while, but I get it. It was the only real match they had the whole show. Um, okay, I actually thought the guys kind of put their working boots on, though, because they're in there sweating their balls off. And Eaton and Arn cut off the ring working over Scott using help with Michael Hayes from the outside. They grounded Scott and worked over his left arm. I thought that was great how they did that. Um, what else did you have from it, Doc? Because they cut the ring off and did what true tag teams do. As 35, Bobby Eaton has his, uh, 35-24, please. 35-24. All right, we're at 35. Are oh, you working towards the finish? strength. Look at that. God oh, yeah. damn, bro. <laughs> you want to explain what we just saw, Doc? Picking a man up the hard way and tossing him. Ooh, fuck. Bobby Eaton has Scott, like he's working the arm. And he's got, I don't know how to explain how he's got Scott's arm wrapped up in his legs. Scott rolls over and gets on his knees, but Bobby still has the arm. Scott says, fuck you, bruh. Dead lifts him and tosses him backwards. And that was the hot tag moment, which was made that great. That Steiner strength is no joke. It is no joke. Yeah, Bobby's uh, how about, a grown-ass man, dude. It, 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 fuck. Okay, hold on. 36-10 coming up. All right. This is the finish, the hot tag to Rick, but 36-10. I know, but, but first, I All popped right. when Michael Hayes takes off of his shirt, his jacket, and there's a short sleeve shirt on underneath. All right. Well, watch <laughs> this. Rick That's Steiner like goes, look at Rick Steiner. Come on. He looks like a <laughs> math teacher. <laughs> look at look at Michael Hayes with the short sleeve. Looks like fucking a, right to censor. As we got a uh, deep state hopper in here, which sounds great. Yep. All right. So the finish, as we were explaining, there's a hot tag to Rick Steiner. Uh, beautiful Bobby backdrop. All four in the ring. Scott goes flying over the top, but the ref's back was turned. Scott is beating on the beating Hayes up on the outside. Scott runs back in. He tosses on off the top rope, but on the other corner, Bobby Eaton is climbing to the top simultaneously, and Bobby comes off the top and drops the Alabama jam on Rick, who was the legal man. Arn then pins Rick Steiner, so Arn and Bobby win the match by pinfall. And 
I too agree with you, Doc. Michael Hayes with the short sleeve shirt on, yeah, looking like a goofball. Come on, dude. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes. All right. Anyway, all right. Well, I'm about to play the only promo from this episode. Let's go to it now. Michael Hayes, uh, Bobby Eaton, and Arn Anderson. Here it is. What a situation here, ladies and gentlemen. New number one contenders for the World Tag Team Championship. And what a matchup it will be with Dr. Death Steve Williams and your friend, a man that's like a brother to you, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. You know something, Jim Ross? They say that you're only as good as your word. Well, I guess I'm looking real great about this time because everything that I gave you and these idiots my word on has come true so far. They are now the number one contenders. And they didn't beat a nobody. They beat the best team in the World Championship Wrestling record books. And they beat them on national TV. Now, we came this close to getting the money too, didn't we, Gordy and Doc? Gordy and Doc. Weren't those such sweet years, Bam Bam? Weren't they great? You think about this. We are coming after those belts. I give you my word, we're going to take those belts. And I ain't forgot nothing that I taught you. I taught you everything, Terry Gordy. And that idiot, Steve Williams, I'm going to teach him a thing or two. Because this is the best combination of the best three tag teams of the 80s. And now, we rule the 90s. Well, fans, I'm sure we'll talk more about this tomorrow on the main event. For everyone here at TBS, including... You know what I don't like about Hayes being with them, Doc? I don't like that he keeps talking about a decade that was three years ago. If That makes him sound old. What do you not like? Sorry. He, Arn Anderson ain't cutting no promos. Yeah, That's right. Man. Come on. Yeah, man. Well, that's what happens when you have a manager for a guy who doesn't need one. J.J. Dillon would back up and let him talk. Yeah. J.J. would get his stuff in, but he wouldn't go on forever. He would let Arn and Rick obviously do their things if he was out there with them. Or there were moments he was out there and just didn't talk. He didn't have to talk every time. That's a good, that's actually a good point, Doc. Like, J.J. would be out there, but it never felt like he encroached upon Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, or Tully's promo time, did it? No. He would they tell you what was happening with, with uh, Tully, Tully uh, Blanchard Enterprises and then let Tully tell you what, uh, what he was up to. God, that feels like it was like 100 years ago. I it know, feels like, a, let's go back and do it now. Let's start over. <laughs> let's start over. It's been so long and we're so old, we won't remember. It'll be new to us <laughs> yeah. again. Be new again? Remember, we we could do Smoky times. Mountain over it. It'll be new again. I'm telling you. Yeah. Might as well. All right. Well, on that note, that is actually how they go off air and right off into the sunset. As you could see, 40-minute episode, but maybe... That's why we talked talk so much at the beginning. Maybe 15 minutes of fresh new content at that as they covered this. So we got to rate it, hand out some Rolexes. Before we do so, remember, the only way you can listen to 
Our most recent Clash review is by going to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Not only you get Clash 20, but you get all of the previous ones, all of the WCW pay-per-views we've done up until this point. Over 400-plus Patreon-exclusive shows are available. tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Uh, Doc, time to rate it and hand out the toot-toot. What are you going to rate it? I want to rate it incomplete, but... B plus. B plus. Okay. Um, I think I'm gonna go with a. I think I'll go with a B. It wasn't bad, but I mean, there's not much there. Well, the the last tag match put on their working boots, so that's why I said it. Hopper, what are you gonna give it? I'll give it a fucking A. This was 38 minutes long. There <laughs> you go. So straight from the straight from the deep state. So here's here's the other side of it. I know it wasn't a pay-per-view. I know the clash was on TBS. But let's say you didn't see the clash. It's in the middle of the week, so you couldn't see it. But you caught Saturday night. You saw the replays. Exactly. It's all about point of reference. But so I'm not a, I'm not a freeloader. I'm a patron, so I've seen okay. this already. Okay, we're talking about viewing it in 1992, asshole. Oh, I'm sorry. I got carried away. My bad. <laughs> okay so toot toot award time who gets the toot toot from you doc I, this is hard harper likes it that it's hard oh yeah jesus christ it's just kid stuff come on no one's gonna know i'm not gonna tell anyone oh bob it's just kid stuff <laughs> Just close uh, your eyes and think of Starcade Flare for the gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, uh, kid stuff. Oh, dearie. I'm going to say um, Scott Steiner for picking up Bobby Eaton like that. Bob, it's just kid stuff. Come on. Get over Johnny, so Scott Johnny, Steiner. Y'all need to cut that out and find Jesus. <laughs> Oh, Bob! And when you're getting um, that, when you're getting that lecture from me, you need to know how far off the path you've strayed. <laughs> okay. Oh, Bob, it's just kid stuff. Come on. Um. Okay. So, Hopper, who gets it from you? I, I'm gonna give it to Scott as well for deadlifting fucking Bobby Eaton, who's he's got to be what about two twenty and just picking him up like that. I'm gonna give it to Scott as well, but um, Hopper, always remember this: see that he he was sexually aroused. <laughs> he says, "Oh, can you give me some relief?" We were laughing, and he said, "Oh, Bob, it's just kid stuff, and I've got to have relief." So, I was dumb enough to reach over. And relieve relieve him in an act of masturbation. I did the worst thing I've ever done. There it is. As far as what a sap. Oh, look at that tone. Whoops. What are you gonna do? Breaking the hey. trust and the fidelity. That I had with my wife. 
the no, next it's morning, not. The next morning, he had to open up the flower shop. I'm going to tell you to do something. If I'm ever around either one of you and we're laughing and y'all get aroused, the laughing's going to stop. <laughs> no. It's yes. only kid stuff. Come on. It's not kid stuff at that point. I it's know. Just, it's like watching Smurf cartoons on a Saturday morning in no, 1985. It's not. No, yes, it no. Is. I'm going to show you where Papa Smurf touched me. Oh. No. Doc says no. Doc says no. <laughs> no means no, Harper. I have relief. So, I was dumb enough to reach over and relieve, relieve him in an act of masturbation. Stop. Now, not only is he dumb enough to do it, but he's dumb enough to talk about it afterwards. Oh, my God. Look at that picture. Whoops. Hey. All right, Mike. We've gone too long here. This no. is, this. I got to go. All right. Um... Harper, stay on if you want to RIP uh, Carl Weathers. Let's let's yeah. get out of this. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, Doc is going to get out of here. We're going to talk about Carl Weathers for a minute at the end of this episode. Doc, I'll catch you tomorrow. Hey, y'all have a blessed week ahead, and uh, I look forward to uh, joshing with you uh, next Tuesday night. Bye, yeah. everyone. Bye. <laughs> all right. So, um, Harper, Carl Weathers, man. Um, yeah, it sucks, huh? That's a bummer. Yeah. I think he was the greatest. I've seen a lot of sports movies, but his like character arc in the movies to me is like one of the greatest. If we're talking sports movies, for sure, maybe all movies, he starts off as this like hated heel. Like, we wanted him, you know, we hated him. Like the way yeah. they build Rocky, the hero and Carl Lewis is, you know, can't be beat and Carl, not Carl Lewis, Carl Weathers can't be beat uh, Apollo Creed. And it's, yeah, he goes from this hated individual in Rocky one and two to three when, you know, Rocky's about to take on Clubber Lang and I think Apollo in the ring says, do us all a favor and shut this punk up or something like that. Yeah. To Rocky loses. Apollo has to train him. There's a great couple of great scenes in the in the in Apollo's own gym. To then Apollo being a baby face and then dying. I I, I don't I mean he like he had the perfect storyline in that movie. And then Sylvester Stallone said this himself when he died. He he said, like, there's no Rocky without Apollo Creed. Yeah, that is true, huh? It's kind of like wrestling. There's no, there's no baby face without the heel. Right. There's no Hogan without Piper. I mean, it's just, it follows that same storyline. There's no Von Erichs without the Freebirds. You always have that dastardly heel who makes the baby face even more beloved. It's not that they wouldn't have loved Rocky, but he's the underdog. He's going up against this dude who can't be beat. Like yeah. this is the world champion. 
And um, it really, it really did suck, man. Because he, went, I don't even think he was ill. I don't. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. They, they said he died in his sleep. I'm, that's yeah, I'm what thinking, they said. Uh, fuck, if you're gonna go out, bro, that's the fucking way to. That's that's the best way to peace out. Yeah, die peacefully in your sleep, huh? Yeah, for real, dude. Fuck. Yeah. So, um, it was suck, man. I he he is legitimately one of. As far as movies go, one of the best characters in a movie, I think, ever. Like, for me, he's the best, but, I mean, I, it's subjective. Like, I get it. You know, some people yeah. be like, well, you know, what about, like, to me, he is the best character in a movie. I, I just, I don't fucking know. Fucking Predator. He was great in Predator, yep. Fucking know what I uh, watched? Uh, Action Jackson, Saturday. Yeah, I saw that. So you said that movie was badass. You just saw it. What made you say that? It's it's a good eighties. Don't get it's cheesy as fuck. Well, like yeah, I mean that's that era. Now. Yeah, but I mean, it's you see, I mean, you could have fucking easily had Schwarzenegger or Stallone in that spot, right? And right. it still would have been the same movie. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think. I think that movie is underrated when people talk about the 80s uh, action movies. I mean, fucking, no one ever brings that movie up. And then no. it's not even streaming. I'm like, what the fuck? And it was on Amazon. Tiffany's like, don't buy that crap. It's fucking $4. And, I'm, and it's Sunday. I'm just going through the channels. It's on balance. It's like, oh, shit, here we go. Oh, so you found it for free. Yeah, it was on bounce. Okay. And I was like, okay, fucking right. <laughs> so it was cheesy, but it was good. Oh yeah, it's fucking great, dude. Yeah, he was in that like fucking action Jackson. Yeah. What was the movie he was in with um Sandler? Uh, Adam Sandler. The the, the golf <laughs> I'm, one. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it. Happy Gilmore? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it, yeah. Yeah, man. He was a versatile yeah, actor, man. He was a good actor. Yeah. I remember when he had a TV show. Remember that? What TV show? It was called Street Justice. It was one Street of those Justice. in syndication TV shows that come on like Channel 26 on like Sunday afternoons or whatever. Street Justice. Street Justice. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank, dude. Yeah, bro. I mean, most people don't fucking remember that, but like, it, it would come Team on Justice. Channel 38 or Channel 26 at like, you know, Sundays at like five o'clock or whatever. Damn, Action so, Jackson came out in '88. I know, bro. I thought, I honestly thought that movie was older. Street Justice was on from '91 to '93. Yeah. 44 episodes. I would have never known that. Yeah. I would have not. Yeah, I definitely would not have known that. He yeah, was in he a was, ton of like shows yeah, though. Like, yeah, he was in a, in, in a heat of the night for the last few seasons. Yep. Yep. I knew about that. Yeah. He was in a lot of stuff like you wouldn't even realize that he was in. Yeah. 
I think I like remember he, looking on Wikipedia. They said he started off in he was one of the Dirty Harry movies or something. Really? As a, because it's because they said that when he was playing football during the off season, he was an extra. So it oh in okay. And in one of the Dirty Harry movies, I think like he's a he's a protester or something like in the background. No shit. Yeah. No idea. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he um, you know, he's from New Orleans. He went to Saint Aug High School. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man. I ended yeah. up Saint Aug. Yeah, I, I was telling people that this week, this week, you know, the weekend he passed, and they were like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah, I've known that for many, many years." <laughs> They're like, "Man, I never knew that." I was like, "Yep, yeah, he uh, is a hell of an athlete." There, from what I understand, too. Yeah, I think it's. He went all the way to, I forgot what school was it, a West Coast school? Yeah, I don't know how he ended up in California, because he did, I don't That's know if he graduated. I was wondering, like, why did he go where the hell out there? Yeah, I don't know what the I situation was. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know, I mean, we're talking, God, that was so long ago, but um, I know he went to St. Aug, and then he ended up, I think he graduated from a high school in California, from what I understand, but um, originally from New Orleans, and I was joking with Mikey and DFW about it. I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, his high school in New Orleans was one of my high school's rivals. And he was like, he was like, oh, what you went to high school with him? I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> not really. But yeah, uh, he was well before me. He was 76, man. He tell you what, he looked good for his age. He looked real damn good for his age, bro. I mean, fuck. But he now nah, he looked great for his age. I. But it goes to show you, man, I, I didn't think he was doing bad health-wise. He just... Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Carl Weathers died. <sighs> Apollo died. Peacefully in his sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't... I mean, now, we don't know when they say peacefully in his sleep. I mean, it could have been a heart attack. You know, you they didn't reveal the cause of death. All they said was peacefully in his sleep, so... Um, I mean, when you're that old, they just like, okay, it's, you know, die in your sleep. I mean, yeah, no 76 ain't that old, tops. dude. Yeah, I, I know, but he, but he's, you know, four years away from 80, and it's, okay, yeah. he had a heart attack. You're like, okay, how old was he? 70, okay, he had a heart attack, fine, whatever, die yeah. in sleep. Yeah, man, sucks, but uh, RIP Apollo Creed, uh, you know, Carl Weathers, obviously. Oh, man. I started to throw on a bunch of them Rocky movies this weekend. If I'd have had some time, I was going to watch them. I watched the first one. The first one is something to watch if you haven't seen it for a while because it's so different. Yeah, because it's basically, it's a love story between Rocky and Adrian, and they just happen to have boxing involved. Right. It's very, and you can feel the oldness of it. I don't know how to how to describe it, like the like the grunginess of it. You know, he's yes. just like this fighter in this club and, and like boxing club. And his and house he, looks like his apartment is just like, bro. The next time you watch it, just look in the background of his apartment, of like of of what's there. Like he has knives stuck in the walls. Okay, I never paid attention to that, but yeah. Yeah, they got knives all stuck in the fucking walls. 
and then he sits on the sofa, and there's beer bottles shoved in all the sofa cushions. Yeah, he's just like a bum almost. Like Yeah. Like just a dude chasing the dream, brother. And then when he wakes up in the morning, and he, he the, the fucking clock goes off, and he turns on the radio for the local morning radio guy. And yeah. the radio, it's like there's no, like, plastic cover. It's like a speaker and two knobs. Dude, trying to show how poor he was. Yeah, I, I guess so, yeah. It's something, though, when you watch it back. If you haven't seen it in a while and you watch it, you're like, wow. Because there's no, there's no, like, bright lights to it. It's, it's. No, and that's what I love. It's like, they, they, they. For the longest of all, you know, I, I, we see Rocky a thousand times, but for the most part, I would see it on like AMC or something like that, right? The Rocky Marathon. And then I, I've always thought they were, just, uh, we call a dubbing out stuff, like when they cuss. And, and, but when you watch it on like HBO Max, like nothing's cut. It's like, that's what they were saying. And, and bro, like half of the shit, I have no idea what Paulie's saying. I'll, I I don't know what the fuck he's saying. And fucking Rocky <laughs> too, bro. And I go to fucking Tiffany. I say, what the fuck did he say? She said, I have no fucking idea what he just said. <laughs> and that's what I like about that is like, it's real because they're just like talking like like fucking normal people with this Philly fucking accent. It, it, to where you can't really fucking understand what the fuck they're saying. Dude, there's so many parts. I'm like, what the fuck did Paulie say? <laughs> what the fuck did he say? <laughs> it's a good... It, I got the... Um, well, before they made the the last one, when they made Rocky Balboa, I had the, the DVD set, you know, which was one through five. Uh, yeah. I had I have that set that I bought years ago, many yeah. many years ago when DVDs were a thing, right? And um and then when they made Rocky Balboa, which I guess is technically the sixth movie in the series, although it's not Rocky Six. Um, yeah, I don't I don't I think I think I did end up buying that one. It's somewhere in one of the, my boxes uh, of crap that I got that yeah, right. refused to part with, but um. I think like, I mean, just think about it. They've gone on beyond that. They made what Creed one and two. I saw the I mean, first Creed. I never. Me saw too. The- I never saw the second one. But they made three, three of those Creed movies. Oh, they they got to the third one. Yeah, they got the oh, third Jesus one that Christ. came out like last summer. It, it's got I'm your boy in it. That that uh, that just got canceled. He, uh You know what? You're right. They did. I I don't know what I was saying. Yeah, they yeah. made they they've made three of them. It was crazy yeah. when you watch Rocky. The first two Rockies, Rocky is dumb as fuck. Yes, and, uh, and, uh, and then it, I tell you, the most hated villain in movies to me is in a second one. It's it's when Rocky because he's. He's got to generate fucking cash flow because he's not fighting anymore. So he starts doing uh, commercials. 
Yes. And, and he's doing the commercial where he, I think it's supposed to be like a brute, like an old spice or something. And yep. he's supposed to be like Tarzan or something. And he's in the cage and, yep. and he's like, hey, I'm the king of the bitch. And, he, and he's, and, and he's ha- having trouble reading the, uh, the, uh, the cue cards. cards. I know what and you're talking about. And the director's like, you gave me a guy that can't read. He can't read. I only yep. work, work with professionals. He can't read. You gave me a man who can't read. And yep. that, that, I hate that motherfucker so bad that, that the guy that's the director. It's like, dude, he was a heel. Motherfucker, bro. Yep. Fuck he you, was a heel. dude. <laughs> he was a heel's heel. I fucking he was, hate that fucking guy, bro. He was a heel's heel. <laughs> Oh, that oh, guy. Fuck. And, and, then, and, and, and Adrian was getting mad. One, yeah. Were you about to say the, the, what you about to say about the third one? Then he then he grows a brain and he can speak in full sentences. He's a smart businessman. That's what I was that's what I was saying. Like that that was the the point I was like making from uh, or like yeah, I was about to make when you were talking about how how dumb he was. He they started like the first movie for sure is very like grungy. Like you yes. could just like you could look like, there's no bright lights. It's like it's like man, this this is this is you know like grassroots type stuff. Almost like independent wrestling in the 90s. Like there's no there's no lights. There's no you know glitz. No glamour. It just was yeah. very grungy. Is the best way to yeah, describe working it. Working out in a dirty old gym. Yeah, and you go from that to two. You start seeing like the lights and stuff. And then by the time you get to three, to the point you made, he's not this like just brawler, dumb idiot anymore. He becomes this. I hate to say it. This smart intellectual type of person, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, that's just kind of how I took it. Um, the irony is if you look at the, the arc of Apollo, like Rocky was always the dumb one, but Apollo, even when he was the champion in one, he was the, like him and his management. Yeah. He was a smart one. He, they were the smart. They were smart. Like they yeah. were the ones. Because even even Apollo's manager says, he's like, "Champ, this guy's wrong for you." I think that was in the second one for the rematch. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's, he's like, I, yeah, he's like, he's like, I seen you beat this man like yeah. I've never seen a human being get beat before, and he kept coming. And Apollo's like, you know, he's got his. His testosterone is going. His ego is going. He's like, no, I want him. I want to beat him. And his manager is is just like, dude, this ain't right. Like he's he's like thinking this thing analytically through. He's like, no. And then that's the the crazy part is Apollo was treated like not only a great athlete but a great businessman throughout the story. Yeah. It, it, and man, Rocky was the dumb one. Like he was the dumb. I don't. Rocky wasn't even just dumb. He was just like, because I don't even want to call him a dumb jock. He was just like a dude living on the fringe who was living a dream, brother. I mean, I don't know how else to describe him. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't even really a pro. I mean, he was a pro by like definition. Like a guy for the 
indies in these main event in WrestleMania against fucking Roman Reigns. <laughs> right, right. Which seems crazy, but that's basically what happened. And I mean, if you know the story of of the how Stallone came up with this, it was I forget yeah. the guy's name that went X amount of rounds with um, Ali at the time, and and that kind of inspired him to to write the story. But yeah. it all it all let me tell you, man, it all comes back to Apollo. Like if if you don't have Carl Weathers, you ain't got the Rocky franchise. I mean, uh-huh. I don't think there's no other dude who could have played that role like he did. I mean, I don't even—I don't even know who you cast. I mean, look, here's the thing: I was very young during that time when Rocky One came out. I don't even know who would have been available she to play that I role. Was born yet? It was '76, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I was—I was young. Yeah, I didn't see. That's the thing. I didn't see the first one until, until after it was, you know, out. Oh, I remember yeah. seeing this. I remember seeing. I mean, I was—I was—I was alive, but I was just very, very young. I remember seeing the second one. Um. I was young then, but I remember seeing the second one, and then obviously the third and fourth. I was well old enough, but uh, I didn't see the 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 first one. I probably saw the second one first, and yeah. then I saw the first one uh, at some point. I had like an aunt or uncle who had a V you know VHS where, where I watched it. But you can't you can't tell that story without Carl Weathers, man. So R.I.P. Carl Weathers. All right, Hopper. Well, that's gonna wrap things up this week, man. Um, why don't you hit the tagline? Let's roll. Fuck it, bitch. <laughs>